The Playful Psychologist podcast is hosted by me, Emily Hanlon, a clinical psychologist who primarily works with children and adolescents. This podcast has been designed to offer support to new psychologists who may feel as though they are drowning in uncertainty. It has also been designed to inform and educate parents and teachers on all things child development. Along with some special guests, I explore different aspects of child development, including developmental disorders and emotional regulation, while also advocating for those who may be falling through the cracks in our current system. Hey guys, and welcome to this week's episode of the Playful Psychologist podcast. Today, I want to chat to you guys about organization. So a lot of the messages I get um, on Instagram when I do like my weekly question box are like, how do you um, structure everything? How do you fit everything into your day? I'm really struggling with note taking and I feel like I'm doing a lot of work, you know, kind of behind the scenes. So today I wanted to share five of my organization hacks for psychologists. I mean, this is targeted at psychologists because I am one, but I'm sure any allied health professional could benefit from the same ones. So for me, organization is key to being a psychologist. If I'm disorganized, my whole day turns out to be 50 times harder than it has to be. So that's why I really wanted to share this with you because these things aren't groundbreaking. They're not crazy ideas, but they can really, really help you streamline your day. So first, my first tip is put everything in your work calendar. We use Power Diary at our clinic and I schedule absolutely everything in, whether it's a billable hour or a non-billable task. And I don't just mean writing something like admin time and blocking an hour out. I mean putting every single little task in there. Guess how long it will take you to ensure that you have enough time. So for example, on top of my clients that I see every day, I may need to do two GP letters, send a Connors to a parent, maybe email a document to a teacher. I will literally block out time for each of those tasks and write all that detail into my calendar. Now, this has two purposes. It not only ensures that I have the time to actually do these tasks because I've scheduled them in, but it also uh, means I can see the task. It's kind of like a bit of a to-do list. It makes sure I get everything done. Plus, admin knows what I'm doing in that time so they don't just assume I've got nothing on and schedule something in for me or schedule a team meeting. They can see that I'm quite busy. Which I guess brings me to my second tip, and that is to know the difference between paperwork and admin and a billable hour of paperwork. They are totally different things. So something like an NDIS letter where revenue is being made off your work should never fall into admin time. That is a billable task or a billable hour and it needs its own time because admin time is used for other tasks like emails and phone calls and case notes and any of that. You need to block out you know, time for billable report writing um, or inform admin to do it for you. You should block out enough time to write the letter. So don't only block out 30 minutes if you know it's gonna take you 90. Block out the 90 minutes. That is a billable hour. Your boss should be more than happy with you to do that. It is going towards your KPIs. So definitely that's something that I don't think a lot of psychologists do. And then you end up doing it in your own time or when you get home. Um, So definitely put those in your calendar, please guys. Now, my third tip, which is one that my um, husband actually made me do, 
take your work emails off your phone. So checking emails on your days off does not make you organized. It actually just means you have really poor work boundaries. So in 2019, when we were about to go on our honeymoon, my husband actually asked me to turn my work emails off my phone and I did and I've never put them back on. It was genuinely one of the best things I ever did. I actually can't believe I didn't do it earlier. I'm a little bit embarrassed because if you think about it, um, having, you know, that boundary is an important part of organization, but it's also an important part of self-care and work-life balance. So it's really, really important. Doing things in your spare time doesn't make you organized. Actually, that means you're disorganized because you don't have time to do it in your scheduled work hours. So that actually leads me to my fourth point, which is go through your emails and figure out um, what may be a quick reply and maybe, you know, emails that warrant more time So this is how I do this. The day before a clinic day, so I work a Wednesday and Thursday. So on a Tuesday afternoon, I go through my work emails. Often I don't need to reply um, to emails like, or it'll just warrant like a three word response. So I might get an email from admin that says something like, this client has canceled, but I've rescheduled. Or I might get an email from a client saying, I've done that questionnaire for you. I've I've emailed it through, you know, stuff like that. So those ones, um, if they're really, really quick, I'll reply there and then because it's one less thing to worry about the next day, which I know can be really full on. However, if I read an email, if I open an email and it's quite lengthy and I think to myself, you know what, this requires an extended reply or I need 30 minutes to to reply to this and complete this task or make a phone call, then I will mark that email as unread and schedule that time into my calendar on a work day. So remember, it's really important to remember here that just because a client emails you on a Sunday night does not mean you have to reply first thing Monday morning. Schedule it in. If you won't be able to reply for a day or two because your schedule is full already, email them back and let them know. So I might just acknowledge the email, but I won't stress myself replying ASAP because I may not actually do the task to the best of my ability. So for example, I might read an email from a teacher asking uh, my advice on a situation that happened. I'll email the teacher back immediately and I will say, thank you so much for this email. I have some availability on Thursday afternoon and I've blocked out time to write a lengthy response. So you will hear from me then. I will then go into my work calendar and block out half an hour of time to do that task. Does that make sense? I don't, I always do that. I always ask you guys if that makes sense as if people can say yes to me. Anyway, so that's what I do there, right? I, I, will mark the email as unread so I can see that it's still a task and I will also put it in my calendar. That means that there's two ways I cannot possibly forget about this task and I'm scheduling my time effectively. I hope that makes sense for you guys because that's one that I do all the time. And finally, this one is so important. This one comes up with every client I supervise as well. Please do your notes after every session. I can't stress this enough. As a psychologist, your session should be 50 minutes long, leaving you 10 minutes to write emails or notes afterwards. Please use this time effectively because if you don't, things can really pile up at the end of your day and it can become really overwhelming when, you know, it really didn't need to be. But in the off chance that you do have a few notes to write at the end of the day, even though you're tired, trust me, do them before you go home. If you let notes pile up, they can pile up really quickly and that pile can become really, really 
big and then can become like really daunting and you kind of procrastinate and never get them done. So my number one tip is if you are writing extremely lengthy case notes that are taking you longer than five, 10 minutes to write, that's where I would start. I would start trying to condense your notes and work on getting that done in a shorter amount of time so that you can literally do it after every session and still have time to grab, you know, make a cup of tea, grab a drink, run to the bathroom, do all those things before your next client. That 10 minutes, use it as best as you can. Don't just think like, oh, this is a chance for me to do whatever or have a bit of a goss. You can do that at the end of the day um, if you have the energy. But doing your case notes, just do do it straight after the session. Also, it's fresh in your mind. So it just makes sense to me. Anyway, I hope that information was useful to you guys. If you are wanting more tips and stuff like that, and you maybe are a new psychologist, definitely grab my um, student and graduate guide, which is available in the online store. I'll link it in the episode notes for today's episode. But yeah, I just think these little tips, like I said at the beginning, they're not groundbreaking, but I genuinely think they'll be really useful and really helpful in helping you guys to structure and streamline your days a little bit better so that things don't become overwhelming. Alrighty. Well, on that to note that thank you for listening to my TED talk and I will talk to you guys next week. See you later.